If that's who you want to be, then these deeper forgiveness, let it go pieces that you would look at me and say, I can't do that. We've got to get there. We've got to get those breakthroughs because when we get those breakthroughs, it is life-changing, certainly for us, but for other people. Instead of being married to wounds, we become married to the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, and there's incredible power when that's where our marriage is. Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change. The podcast will discuss how to apply faith principles to real-life situations. This is Effective Heart Change. Well, Dale, we are here for the long-awaited Let It Go series. We've been, uh, well, you've been promoting that pretty steadily here for about two weeks. Uh, I'm excited to know where you're going. I've read the material, uh, and I'll, I'll forewarn you, there are some things I'm thinking, what? But that's the case most of the time, and that's the beauty of of the opportunity to sit down and visit. Hopefully, uh, you get your message across, and I'm able to uh, elicit some clarity for those who have joined us, and we're glad you joined us. By the way, which you already know this, but I don't know where I'm going. I mean, you, you know, you've been around me long enough to know that it's, it's amazing to me, and that's why I love this format. When, when you start out, talking about something like this, all of a sudden you just begin to notice the Spirit of God is there, and there's a leading, and there's a guiding, and it's like it, it becomes greater than you intentionally had planned, and it's like, wow, that, that was pretty cool how that all came together, and, and I love doing that with you because a lot of times we have that, and it just it, it builds, so I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes to. <laughs> So it's let it go. It's let it go. And and the subtitle should be get out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> because we're going to let God take it where he wants to take it. What got you started on this let it go angle? First of all, obviously, I work with the recovery program. So I deal with a lot of wounds, a lot of ugliness in this area. But it actually didn't start there. It goes back uh, 15 plus years ago to a book that I wrote called Dead Dogs on the Highway. And in fact, I'll, I'll even go back what predates that. I was doing a teaching newsletter and it was, I'd write a three, four page type of a thing that was intense teaching. And I ended up writing the first chapter, which was about the dead dogs. And then next thing I know, it developed into a booklet and we put that together and it's called Dead Dogs on the highway, overcoming the stench of unforgiveness. And people really struggle in that area of woundedness and unforgiveness. Well, in our early days, when we were on radio, uh, I also served on the board uh, at, at church. Uh, you, <laughs> you talked about dead dogs and how you lived on this section of the highway where it curves. And uh, you're a little bit north of it, but you got to see a lot of dead dogs on the highway. It was not a good place for dogs. And, and I was struck by the fact that you were pretty blasé about the dogs, that, that it was not, uh, it was common. It was, it was a normal thing to see those dogs. Well, I thought, well, that's, that's kind of cold. 
but being there is different than hearing about it. And God uses all things. He works all things together for good. I, it's interesting because now I talk about my lifestyle is so intense. It's, it's trauma on top of trauma a lot of times because when you're dealing with addicts and the number of people that we have, there's not a day that doesn't go by without something just incredibly intense and high level. So if I was reacting at a high level, if there wasn't like a little bit of a deadening or stabilizing or taking things in stride, I couldn't do what I'm doing right now. You'd be burned out. I would absolutely be burned out. <laughs> Multiple times. But back to your, what you're referring to, because that's a great point. Part of what happens in our woundedness is in order to deal with it, we tend to go into a deadening phase. And that deadening phase generally is not good. It actually makes us less human, if you will, in that we're no longer able to connect with God the way he designed. We're no longer able to connect with people the way he designed. And so now I'm sending a key word that I love. I'm sending messages to the people around me of, you don't matter. Because when, I, when my spirit is not open and I'm not there in that fullness and I'm interacting with you, there's something in you going, he's just kind of acts like he's not here. He kind of acts like he doesn't really care. Uh, what's up with this whole thing? And most of what I'm saying here is happening at a subconscious level. So you're not necessarily even recognizing any of what I just said. You're, you're just like, there's a feeling here. There's a, I wonder if he's busy. I wonder if he's needing to get somewhere. I wonder if something's going on. I, you know, and, but all of this, it, everything with the wounds impacts our message. It impacts how we interact with one another. And if you don't get these areas cleaned up, you can't walk in the fullness of God the way he desires. We kind of, we project. We project what's on the inside's coming out, and and when we we retreat, uh, we don't like what we see, what we're dealing with. We tend to go into ourselves. We made the point last time that we talked that uh, that's one of the most dangerous places to go, is because uh, you're sending messages that you're not even aware that you're sending, or if you are aware, you don't particularly care. Uh, that you're sending those messages because you don't want to deal with, you're, you've got enough stuff on the inside to deal with. You don't want to go somewhere and try to work it out with someone else. The new series is called Let It Go, and it actually is longer. Can you imagine that? Longer than the Dead Dogs book. And so you take the whole ideas that we have in, in the Dead Dogs book, and we'll get into those, and then you add to it another 60-plus pages of material, there's a lot of detailed information about what it's going to look like to forgive and how to walk through it at a practical level. And I'm hoping that as we go through this series that people grab hold of tools. They grab hold of things that it's like, I wasn't able to forgive before, but thank you for that understanding. With that piece, I can now take that step because when people let go of things, it is life-changing. And that's really what we want to try to do with this series. We've done just some good background information. We're getting started. Before we jump into the meaty part of this, I think we'll go ahead and take a break. 
We'll ask a few questions and then we'll be back. That's what life in Christ is. You, you get a taste, and and uh, you work it over. You know, you you process it, but it gives you a hunger to go deeper, and in the process, you go from a one trick pony uh, to a number of things, and then it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I, that, I think that's a description of why you're where you're at with let it go from dead dog. I really, I really want people to understand that process because I think too often we think it's a one-step a one deal. And, 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 and it is a one-step deal, but that's a starting step. It is a, the, the beginning and the end necessarily. And, and more often than not, particularly with God working in our lives, more often than not, it's just the beginning. And we need to, to be open to following up and going wherever that path leads. Part of why this series is so important to me, and I've, I've made a big deal of it, working in this area of healing and restoration of wounds and, and all of these areas has been a life work for me. So yes, it has been a step-by-step -step process. It actually started, if you go back into the 90s and my pastoral years, and I started writing materials and doing retreats because I was so overwhelmed. We, we did a startup church, and at startup churches, you tend to get people who have been dissatisfied from other churches. And all of a sudden, we had this collection of hurting, broken people. And it's like, help me. What do I do here? And of course, there's resources out there, but God has created me as this original thinker who is, is constantly looking for new tools and new ways, and, and it's been a 30-year process of growing and refining and coming up with new approaches and new ideas, new ways to say things, and how do we get this across in a way that, that's going to help change lives? And we spoke earlier about burnout. Uh, if there wasn't that God thing in it, if if you didn't recognize, wow, I'm I, I, God's put me onto something here, and and followed through with it, uh, you wouldn't have lasted thirty years on it. That's for sure. You probably wouldn't have lasted thirty days if you it would have consumed you had it not been your reference point of knowing that this is beyond me. So the the source is is heavenly. I love where you're going with that because one of the points that I want to make, if a person can just forgive, then it's really not even what we're talking about here. Because if it's something slight, if it's something minor, I have two words for you, grow up. If you're holding on to petty stuff, if you're holding on to simple little stuff, then it's really not even about the other person. It's really not even about needing to forgive. It's kind of like, grow up, get on with it, go on. We're talking about the deep stuff here, the, where there's real pain. And if you're not able to forgive, now it becomes a God thing. Now it becomes cooperating with God, cooperating with other people, connecting, drawing strength. 
now I'm starting to deal with the things that will really be life-changing. And that's where we want to go with this series, is talk about the kind of forgiveness that's life-changing. Yes, we'll talk off and on about, okay, this is petty stuff, learn to just let go of it. And, but in general, if you can just let go of it, it's not the deeper stuff that we're talking about in this series. We like to think we can handle it. Uh, that's, uh, that, that is our go-to uh, place. And, and the reality of that is we need to get over it. That's what we need to let go of is that idea that I can do it. If I can do it, uh, it's, it's not that big a deal. It's important that we're, we're willing, uh, but if I, can, if I can settle the problem, uh, it's probably not wor- worth that much time. It, it's not a deep one. No. So this series especially is for those people who are out there going, I've tried. Yeah. I don't have hope anymore. I, I, I just can't get there. Can't. And, and, a good word. and or they're putting it back on the other people. And it's just, oh, no, this wound's just too deep. That person's just too ugly. Uh, all of the different excuses that we make, language that we use. And it's not an excuse in the sense of what I just said. If you can do it, do it. But if you can't, there are those things. Spiritual authority. I teach a spiritual authority model. There are those things that are greater than me. They're greater than my abilities. They're greater than my ability to forgive. And that's how God has created us to work in partnership with him and in partnership with other people. So there are things it would be legitimate for you to look at me and say, I just can't forgive that. Yeah, I'm with you. That's okay. You can't. Yeah. You cannot in your own strength. And it's okay to get to that point of helplessness where I'm like, I just can't do this. And I'm tired of trying. Hey, good. We're on the same page. Let's go. It's, it's not just okay, it's imperative uh, because that is the cooperation. That is the partnership that we are called into, created for with God Almighty. When you connect with God in that way and you connect with people in that way, and you drink in, expect some really incredible outcomes. Because if I'm back here in the human effort zone where, well, I'll just forgive, and when I just forgive, why our relationship will repair, that's all true, and that's all good, and please do that. I'm not taking away from that. Those are the baby steps, or those are just being a good person, or whatever language you want to put to it. But what we're especially talking about are those times when it's out there beyond. You want to talk about the supernatural kicking in with outcomes that are above and beyond what you could ever imagine or think, Ephesians 3.20, where all of a sudden the God life really begins to work. When you're beyond yourself, that's when it really takes off to a whole new level. Forgive and forget yourself. (laughs) Maybe that works. The title that we're talking about is Married to Wounds. A lot of times that's where we go, but we've already kind of illustrated in this segment about what if I was married to God more than I'm married to my wounds? If somehow I could shift my focus from those wounds to God and start drinking in, or wounds to maybe key people in my life that are going to nurture me and strengthen me and help me 
wake up and have a strength that I didn't have before? Where could my life go if that's what was going on in my life? I mean, these are great questions. You and I love real questions. When I ask the kind of questions of where could I go if, that's what the forgiveness issue needs to become. It needs to become a faith issue where I begin to understand, wow, if I could handle this situation differently, my message would be different. The life of Christ could flow through me in an incredibly powerful way. Again, just open your minds, open your imagination to what could be if we are in Christ in this supernatural way. Forgiveness is that first step we talked about and in, in the process of you developing this whole uh, train of thought. Uh, dead dogs was the first step. And, and we have to take that step of forgiving. That actually is the door opener. It isn't, we tend to think of it as being the last deal. It's the, that's the end of the problem. Uh, if I ask for forgiveness or I grant forgiveness, it's a, it's a done deal. Uh, it's a start. It's the beginning. So the first step is just simply, I am willing. Instead of, I can't forgive, which is where a lot of times people start, you just simply start with, God, this doesn't even seem possible to me. Good. We're at the right place. We're ready to jump off into a supernatural zone of God helping and God moving. But I am willing, so what you speak to me. I'm reminded of Jesus at the wedding when his mother told the servants. They said, uh, whatever he says, do that. Yeah. And frankly, we'll get into that as one of the tools many times in order to get to forgiveness. It's simple, basic steps that you wouldn't think would make a difference, but it does make a difference. We're really at that place of opening the door to some supernaturals in some great ways when we're talking about forgiveness. Let's take a break and Discuss where we've been, and then we'll continue. Well, the title today is called Married to Wounds, and I really want to get to a reality here where you understand. And, and I talk about faith being vision. And a, there's several one-liners here that I use, but what you focus on is it's, it will become your future. It, it's going to guide you. It's going to direct you. When I'm caught up in woundedness, where's my focus? My pain. My pain. And it's not All just my me. pain, but there's also <laughs> other things. There's usually an anger towards someone. There's a bitterness towards someone. And so you've got this frustration, you've got this futility, you've got this desire to hurt someone, you have all of that, and then you get back to my other one-liner, what flows through you sticks to you. If that's your spiritual reality, and that's your focus, where's your future going to be? Well, it sounds like you got one sticky mess there. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> That's good. And, and uh, the, the problem with sticky messes is the cleanup. <laughs> then the, Clean up on aisle four, right? It's, uh, it's like, quickly, quickly. Quickly. Please get there. Please take care of it. But that's the spiritual reality. That's the title, Married to Wounds. Many times with the wounds and stuff, we think, I'll just forget it. I'll turn over here. I'll move on. 
but we'll get more into this in another segment, but there's this transfer. There's this, if, if I have a wound here, then when I move over here to face this person or talk to this person, I'm now carrying that with me. And if I haven't cleaned it up, if I haven't taken care of it, I'm going to see the next person from the inside of the previous person's woundedness. I'm going to be guarded. Now that I'm guarded, let's get back to message. I'm going to be sending subliminal messages to that person of, I can't really trust you. And they're going to be having this reaction over here of, well, I don't think I can trust you either. Wow, we have a really great basis for quality spiritual connection and relationship, right? That is a sticky mess. And 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 your your title, Married to Wounds, uh, the first thing that came to me was that I needed to divorce. <laughs> you need a divorce That's from good. my wounds. Absolutely. Which is which is the case. But but as in marital situations, uh, we tend to carry that into all of our relationships. Uh, when I'm angry at my wife or vice versa, or we have a misunderstanding, uh, I'm not pleasant to be around, or I'm at least complaining about that situation, which is what you said. Uh, we carry the, the pain, the hurts that we are experiencing in one relationship and throw it into another one, and then it just keeps multiplying. There's two different aspects to what you're talking about. Aspect number one is what I call just general spiritual presence. So if I've had an interaction with one person, it tends to affect my general spiritual presence mm -hmm. where if I'm angry, I'm angry, and I go into the next relationship. Most people aren't good at turning off that anger, so they carry that general spiritual presence into the next relationship. Even if they haven't done what I talked about just a moment ago, where they're carrying bitterness or they're carrying distrust towards that new person, they've got a general countenance that they're carrying. Attitude. At a general attitude. And that attitude is going to project onto the other person, and there's a good chance that other person is going to take it personally. Well, what does that set you up for? Not good stuff in terms of the relationship because you're giving off vibes that you don't necessarily mean to be giving off, and the other person's trying to relate and, and figure that out. But then you have the more specific thing, which I also referred to, where if I'm wounded by person A, and then by person B, and then by person mm -hmm. C, at some point that becomes built into my fabric, where even if my personal spiritual fabric at the moment. My general countenance is okay. My general attitude is okay. I've got this hidden stuff just kind of intertwined inside of me to where when I'm talking to you, I'm looking at you with distrust and I'm, I'm measuring you up and down because that unforgiveness, those wounds are just tied into my fabric and I can even be in a good mood and everything's good. And I think nothing's going on. There's still stuff going on there. It becomes our reality. If we, if we have the perception that we've been harmed, hurt, and, and then it, it recurs with someone else, a, a number of those put together, it becomes what we believe is true, is reality. We have, we have a weird idea about truth a lot of times, and it's most always self-centered. It's what's happened to me, and then we start looking for it in other people. 
which destroys the possibility of a, a, a legitimate interaction with someone uh, in a positive light. We did the step-by-step series that talked about the building of spiritual foundations, and so you go all the way back to the womb, and if there was a peace environment, then as the child grows, they're operating from that peace environment. If there's a woundedness background, and there's been woundedness, 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 now I'm operating from that spiritual foundation, and my ability to do relationship becomes almost zero. I've got to go back and start identifying those, and I'm not big in terms of the way I I do stuff. I'm not big in getting you to go back and find every wound that's ever happened to you. That would be like ridiculous, impossible. It it would be a mess. And in a lot of ways, it just focuses you more so on on your pain, your hurt, and and there's there's the likelihood of pro, of uh, making some progress is is limited at best and and possibly impossible. But what I what my approach is, I want people to to focus on this is who God wants me to become. This is a hindrance on becoming who God wants me to become. It's a hindrance on me being the kind of person that can have godly impact on you. So the purpose of forgiveness, especially looking back, is, okay, I've got this area of distrust and and woundedness. I'm going to go back and forgive this person. Okay, I've kind of taken an eraser or a uh, you know, whatever, a Tide pen, you know, and I've, I've gotten this piece of the cloth and I've put it through the wash and that part's clean. But wow, there's still a hundred other, other marks on this thing that I didn't see and didn't mark. So I begin one at a time to go back and I'm dealing with this one. Okay, now I'm dealing with this one. The goal eventually is to get your person remade in the image of Christ. It's not to go back and legally find every little thing that ever happened. After a while, what happens? Just like unforgiveness becomes a blot on me in terms of me dealing with you, after a while, forgiveness becomes a divine eraser that cleans you up and changes who you are so that you're less offendable, period, because you're not the same person you were. And a lot of times people approach this from what I would call a legal standpoint, where it's like, okay, we've got to find this, and we've got to go through your memories, and we've, we've got to do all this. No, my approach is, no, let's, how about if we get you transformed in the image of Christ? Tit for tat. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's not what we want. We want, we want heart change. We want transformation. In my advancing years, I'm finding that my memory isn't what it used to be. And, and uh, uh, there are times that's disconcerting. I mean, particularly when, you, when you're trying to remember a name or something. But one of the things I've found is really kind of nice about it is I don't have as much crud uh, floating around. And not all of it is crud. But, but the idea is I remember less, which is a good thing. And, and I, uh, to let it go is to, and forgive is to choose not to remember. And, and so I think there's a positive in that, and that's one of the good things about me getting old is I'm starting to see things in a different light than I, I had ever seen them before. 
We've taken some time in this segment to really talk about the spiritual dynamics and the bigger picture. Let's pause for a moment and explore some of those ideas, and then we'll be back. To really begin to flesh this thing out, I'm going back to another of my one-liners. If it don't show up, you won't grow up. Hmm. So in the last segment, we were talking about needing to forgive everything and remember and walk it through. I think we kind of tend to take laps around the mountain and... A lot of times there's, there's kind of a spoof talks about, uh, you know, Moses and Mount Sinai and, and how for 40 years they just kept taking laps around the mountain because they didn't get the lesson, they didn't learn it, they didn't grow up. The same kind of thing happens here. If we don't see it, we don't own it, we don't cooperate with it, then we can't grow up. We can't get better. We can't step into that place that we talked about in the last segment where we're transformed in the image of Christ and we become less offendable. So the idea here is not just so much that, wow, we need to see and find every forgiveness piece, but no, we need to find this area of healthy living looks like this. For me to be a godly person, for me to have godly impact. I need to grow into this. And a lot of times that means I need to be able to have ugly stuff come at me and not get offended. Interesting you choose the laps around the mountain. Uh, my first jump was to laps around Jericho. Uh, different perspective, different uh, laying aside of agendas and putting it in God's hand. Whereas for 40 years, uh, they were doing laps in the wilderness because uh, they were trying to do it themselves, trying to live uh, what they perceived as God's will. But in the reality was, it was all about them. And life can be viewed that way. And a lot of times people get into, well, is it the devil? Is it God? Well, I tend to buy into uh, Joseph's statement in Genesis where he talks about, you meant it for evil, but God means mm -hmm. it for good. At literally every life event, you have that exact same thing going on. You've got the evil side ready there and the demonic warfare and all of that going in and saying, yeah, hold on to your unforgiveness and stay in this bitter place and watch yourself become ineffective for God and ineffective at relationships, or you can come over into effective heart change and you can humble yourself and what flows through you sticks to you. When I begin to recognize that if I'm at a point where I can't forgive, I'm standing right up against God's supernatural power, and he wants to take and pour himself through me in a way that's going to, to bring healing and life. Now, that's not likely to happen until I hit that place of humility, and that place of humility many times is unforgiveness, where I'm standing at a situation where I'm like, you just hurt me, and I can't get over that hurt, and I can't handle this by myself, and I know I'm supposed to forgive, but I just can't get there. If it don't show up, you won't grow up. When you're facing those kinds of situations, it is hopefully, 
an open door for humility that invites God in, which is a starting point of everything we're going to be talking about in Let It Go. Or I can sit there and go, well, I just, I can't believe he treated me that way. I am justified. I shouldn't have to put up with this level of woundedness. How many more excuses do I need to get? Oh, I'm sure we'd find one. I'm thinking, okay, uh, that's what I need. How do I develop that? Well, that's why we're doing a series. Is it? It is why we're doing a series. Again, how much do I get into in this? And and I can start laying out, okay, let's here's step one, here's step two. But the most important point that I want to get across in this first one is the whole idea of married to wounds and focus. Your focus determines your future. So when I start to understand that and I start to understand the spiritual law that is at work here, this is not just a simple decision. This is about your spiritual future. This is about the spiritual future of your family. This is about the spiritual future of your church and your workplace and everything else here. The dynamics, the, the radiating power that comes out of not choosing to humble yourself, drink in the life of God, you end up actually married to those wounds and creating a compounding future, compounding future, which means it's going to be that snowball rolling downhill and it'll get worse and worse. And then when you get to the bottom of the hill, you'll be saying, life's not fair. Well, of course it's not. You rolled downhill the entire way. You picked up speed the entire way. You picked up volume and intensity the entire way. If you dealt with it on the front end, it would have been easier, but we're here. So now we've got to work with where we are in today's current reality. So let it go in this perspective is to let go of your preconceived ideas, your inner inner voice saying you're the you're you're you the other person is the problem. Uh, all of those things are attitudes that I cop that get in between God and I. And and to to let it go. If we can fix it, you said before, then then we need to let it go. Yeah. If you can forgive, we're not talking about the supernatural area that right. I'm talking right. about. I mean, that's you, what I'm trying to differentiate here. Because, exactly. But with the title of "Let It Go," uh, I want to know what I'm letting go. And letting go sounds like to me I need to let go of the petty stuff and start dealing on a higher level. And you do need to do that. And, oh, absolutely. And please do. Yeah. And, and if, if you listen to this and you're able to let go of stuff, please do. And it's a start. Again, we're back to the one step at a time thing. Uh, find one thing you can let go and, and then build on it because you're going to, this is my experience, uh, when I uh, am aware enough to realize I'm stuck and it's me that's got myself stuck and I let go of something. I have a gratification, a, a level of deeper understanding, empathy with someone else, where they might be coming from. I actually learned to see someone else's point of view in what I put on them, and, and their response to me was, now, wait a minute, That's, I didn't do that. And, and if I take long enough, and there have been a few occasions I've done that, uh, it was a it was a learning spot. It was a spot that opened that door to uh, to a deeper understanding. 
my life message is in the area of effective heart change. I want to I want to be effective. I want to be effective with other people. I want to grow up. I want to be a godly influencer to other people. Hopefully the people listening to this have that same kind of a heartbeat. If that's who you want to be, then these deeper forgiveness, let it go pieces that you would look at me and say, I can't do that. We've got to get there. We've got to get those breakthroughs because when we get those breakthroughs, it is life-changing, certainly for us, but for other people. Instead of being married to wounds, we become married to the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, and there's incredible power when that's where our marriage is. And that's a lasting relationship. That is a lasting relationship. It's powerful. It's life-changing. I hope that you'll join us on this adventure as we go through this series and pass it on to others. Help others to get engaged with this because letting go, forgiving, being, having the power to overcome in this area, it's an amazing gift. So pass it on, share it with other people. We hope to see you next time on Effective Heart Change. Video production, editing, and audio by Matthew. Set design and setup by Ashley. Content recorded live at Studio 104.